Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Billy Joel A to Z. Today, we're talking about the song Careless Talk. Careless Talk, Billy's tribute to Sam Cooke, is the seventh track off Billy's night studio album entitled An Innocent Man, released August 8th, 1983. This particular song was only released as a B-side off the single of Uptown Girl, which was released on September 29th, 1983. Moving on to the rankings of Christopher Bonanos in our 2015 New York Magazine Bible. Out of 121 songs, Elon, you know his methods at this point. Where does this classic appear in christopher bonanno's material well i know you hate it but i have a feeling that christopher bonanno's is like me and kind of likes this song i'm gonna say number 50 you are incorrect it is 73 out of 121 he he doesn't love it he doesn't hate it an album cut that doesn't rise above but it has a nice bounce would be curious to hear it in a cabaret setting (laughs) what does that mean i don't know i think he thinks it's just gay (laughs) <laughs> oh no wait i gotta change my rating <laughs> in the new however but you were on base with the newsday article by glenn gamboa he rated it at exactly 53 nice. and he says the opposite this sly doo-wop charmer manages to simultaneously indict tabloid culture declare love and show us all a good time so he really likes it and but the fans where it's pretty much where i sit out of 121 songs rank it at 108 i think i'm there with them well, that is shocking. I guess I guess this is where I'm more like the journalists and you're more of a fan guy because I think this is a great song. Unfortunately, I'm more of a fan guy that does not like doo-wop. Again, I point out it is a small miracle, as Billy has said himself, that an Innocent Man album did so well, was nominated for Best Album of the Year. He himself has, you know, I can get a quote of him saying, I can't believe this was a hit. I can't believe the songs from the 50. In fact, he specifically says, I can't believe the the Smokey Robinson song that I put together is a hit in the 80s. So he's even fascinated. But for me, I am not a doo-wop guy, and I was not pleased by this song. And we can just as easily as say when you and I and our friend Memo Salazar were together on Saturday and he started playing it in his car, I was like, no. <laughs> Yeah, it was purely to torture you, Dave. <laughs> it did feel that way. Yeah, no, I, I do not like... I, Again, it, I appreciate the attempt. Uh, this is not my genre. I've never liked 50s music. I have my reasons. It, it depresses me. There's something about it because it's weird because if, if I like 80s music, being, of course, the decade I grew up in, why wouldn't I like 50s music? The 50s and the 80s are very similar in the sense of the fashion the the fun loving times so it's kind of odd you would think the 80s have everything i just mentioned about the 50s not a lot of war things going on it was a really fun time the 50s and the 80s and yet for some reason the music doesn't speak to me yeah i feel like this is a childhood thing that you're not delving into right now maybe but the other thing is if you you, the 80s music does not hold up I mean, I'm, there, there are a lot of kids that seem to like it, but there are the same kids that I grew up in that seem to like 50s music, which was not for me. But 80s music does not hold up. 50s music does not hold up. That's my theory. 
Yeah, but I think this this doesn't feel so doo-wop. I know it's doo-wop, but it's not like um it's not a gimmicky doo-wop song. It's actually a very listenable doo-wop song. The doo-wop is just the backing vocals. It's not the main thing. The main thing is that smooth Sam Cooke voice that he's singing with. I think he's it's one of, some of his best singing is on this song. You got to admit, his voice sounds great. I completely agree with that. When I was listening, I'm like, God, his voice is really great and better than half of the people that used to sing in the 50s. It's really, it actually is the difference where you can tell it was made post-1950 because his voice is like an angel. But I didn't know who Sam Cooke was. I mean, I've heard of him before. I don't know any of his songs. I'm listening to the song before I looked up stuff. I'm just listening. First, I listen to the songs. Then I start doing the kind of the research to it. And when I was listening, I'm like, God, this, and you're going to understand, this sounds exactly like that song in Animal House. And then I realized it is exactly, there's parts of it I'm, I picked up. Oh my God, this sounds exactly like the song where Bluto is at the cafeteria. And it is that song. And that is Sam Cooke. And it's called What a Wonderful World. And it is, I mean, I recognized it immediately. So the fact that Billy Joel is that good that he is emulating a song like that, but yet made his own song completely. He really is the man. Yeah, it's very much like that song. You could even take, you know, that's the song where he constantly says, don't know much about blah, blah, blah. You could just change don't know much to careless talk and sing the song with the other song's lyrics. And it fits in just right. Although the one difference is Billy sings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Sam Cooke says, yeah, cha, 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 cha. <laughs> but well, I like the yeah, yeah, yeahs. I love that part of the song. That is the greatness about billy where most people and again this is here we are most people who want to give tributes never they just do one of the songs oh, i'm gonna do a sam cook song i'm gonna do a version of what a wonderful world and this guy i mean this is why we love him i mean he's like i'd like to do something in that genre to pay homage to these songs but i'm gonna write my own brand new song and you're gonna like it and he did it to try to impress these hot models that he was dating at the time. It's so crazy. You know, he's newly divorced, right? And then he decides that this is what chicks are going to dig. I'm going to put out an album of doo-wop and 50s music. It's like an old guy who gets divorced and then he starts dressing like he did 25 years earlier because he thinks that's what babes <laughs> still like. Right. And he's out of his mind that anybody would like songs like this because it was the 80s. And really, you just want to do power ballads. And, you know, nonsense that'll never hold up to because we know that is how you get the chicks as every music video has shown us from the 80s uh, being uh, recording this after Tony Katane just passed away, uh, who is the ultimate example of <laughs> what you write if you really want to get hot chicks. And he was just like, no, 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 no. There's other ways. <laughs> yeah, he, he's calling Christy Brinkley up on the phone. Like, I was wondering if you wanted to go to the drugstore on Saturday to get some egg creams. <laughs> and maybe if you don't have a date yet for the Enchantment Under the Sea dance, you know, maybe we could go together. <laughs> of course, the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. And, it, and it's like we're making fun and, and yet we're we're in an awe of him, of his greatness, of how he's like, wait, that worked? If he was going to tell us he was going to do that, you know, we'd be like, Billy, you, you have no idea what you're doing. You know, first of all, you need a huge guitar rift. You're going to learn how to play the guitar better. All right. I'm going to start you right there. Piano does not get the chicks. Exhibit A. Exhibit B. Billy, what is it? Change your name to Bill. You're not going to get the hot models. You're not going to get the original supermodels. You're not going to get two of the original supermodels in one lifetime. By playing the piano and doing 50s music. I mean, I could see myself saying this to him uh, during that time. 
And he's like, but wait, what if I got those three guys who sing on the corner to stand with me? Billy, you're wouldn't, not wouldn't that make me look good if we are four guys singing? Billy, doo-wop? you are just not getting it. And then it would be great. Like, you know, we lose touch. And then all of a sudden this album comes out and he's I mean, it's already Billy Joel. But I'm just saying if I, if we were in a movie and he's playing like Madison Square Garden and it's just me with my mouth open, like, what? <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> and he's singing up down girl with Christy Brinkley, like on his side. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's quite brilliant. And again, you know, that's such a funny album to make over a girl or a bunch of girls. And, you know, the whole album is just about Elle McPherson and Christy Brinkley. And quite frankly, that is two women you make a full album over. But that's why I think people liked it. It, It's not obvious. And that's, I think, what makes it so good. It's not your typical pining or sappy love songs. It's it's rather brilliant. But I think that the reason it did so well had a lot to do with Billy Joel's fame at the time. He was coming off such great albums. That's why he could pull off this kind of thing. If anyone else came out with a weird doo-wop tribute album in the in 1983, it would have bombed, even if the songs were as great as these songs are. I'm not sure. so sure, Elon. Billy Joel is an anomaly in the sense that I think if anybody else, I don't think anyone else has ever even done this before successfully anybody else does this it's it, it, it's not going anywhere and allentown is as big as it was the nylon curtain as we know wasn't his greatest and yet you know it's it's just amazing it's a real testament to him that for some reason like we said he's he's never had a bad album and he just keeps churning out the hits and even if you're going to do a, a 50 song i mean tell her about it, an uptown girl or unbelievable yeah it's it's fantastic it's just straight through and it's not just Straight doo-wop. The whole I know we're talking about the album too much. We should be focusing on the one song, but the album is very diverse, different types of fifties music. And I personally think Careless Talk is one of my favorites uh, out of that whole group. Well, you're obviously an idiot. Parents are probably idiots too. So there's that. But remember also that. <laughs> remember also that. And I have to, we're talking about the album again because I think we've done like you know ne- you know next uh, our next episode is. Christy Lee. So we're we're all in on Innocent Man. Yeah, the we've very next done, track on the album. Yeah, we've already done an Innocent Man. So we're you know it's just so weird. We no stranger, you know we've no Cold Spring Harbor. It, 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 you know we're all in on these later albums. So it's it's okay to talk about the album. I think a little bit, but it you know it's amazing. This album was nominated for best album of the year, and it's possible he could have pulled it off if if not for Thriller, which you you know. Careless Talk is not going to beat any of the songs on Thriller ever. <laughs> Definitely not PYT. That's, are you making fun? I love PYT. Oh, okay. Invented I was going to say. Tenderoni. Yeah, no, no. PYT is amazing. <laughs> How dare you? I thought you were going to mock PYT. Well, you know, the song Human Nature was written by the guy from Toto. No, it was. What? That's right. The guy that wrote Africa? Yeah. Boy, that guy had a heck of a year, huh? You bet. Why I didn't know the human nature is amazing. Let's do a Michael Jackson podcast after this. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Instantly <know>. canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, the only part of the song I really like is when he um, he says I when it goes up to where I'm aware of what you heard every terrible word and whatever that part is uh, that kind of makes me happy. Otherwise, I just you know I got a problem. It's you know there's a backstory to my doo wop problem. I used to work for a bootlegger back in the '80s to make extra money. And I used to work at this warehouse with him and he worshiped doo-wop just worship. That's all we would hear all night long overnight. You know, I'd work 
in Astoria from one in the morning until seven in the morning at this warehouse where we did everything illegally and there was nothing I, I couldn't go to and tell him. I don't want to hear that doo-wop stuff. He was terrifying. <laughs> but that totally fits. Like a warehouse guy is where doo-wop is getting played. Like a shady warehouse is the only location, especially now in 2021, where doo-wop is still listened to. If they were making a movie of my life, it would be classic that, you know, we had to sit there with this illegal activity playing doo-wops right out of a Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, yeah it's the beginning of Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, it, the only time we got, and maybe this is what I already like the Mets anyway, but the only time we got a break was when the Mets won. He would always play the the fan, the WFAN here, the radio station here on a Mets win only. He was obsessed with the Mets. So if the Mets win, he'd take, you know, the live call-ins overnight and stuff like that. So that's the only time we got a break. So then I was, you know, I, mean, I like the Mets anyway, but I was really rooting for a good Mets win during that time. Well, I think I like doo-wop because when I was a real little kid, my parents would always listen to CBS FM 101.1. And, you know, Cousin Brucey was the big DJ and they would have that show, The Doo-Wop Shop. I think it was like Sunday nights. And so they would play all this really old stuff, the 50s stuff. And uh, I kind of liked it. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's why I hated that station. I hated Cousin Brucey. I hated all the guys that went there. And it turned out on Sunday nights, like that's all that was on. Like a lot of the other stations had like local programming or something. But CBS 101 had their stupid nighttime doo-wop crap on. <laughs> this used to really piss me off. There was nothing to listen to on the radio. That's all there was, especially when you were driving. But what, what pissed me off was I always assumed that Cousin Brucey was related to me. Like when you're a kid and some guy's named Cousin Brucey, you're like, I guess that's my Cousin Brucey. Well, you really are a genuine idiot. I don't know. Comes from upbringing. Yeah, it's verified. <laughs> that's pretty stupid. <laughs> I also thought Dr. Pepper was a real doctor. Well, that actually makes a lot of sense. But you didn't know his uh, poor cousin, Mr. Pibb. Yeah, he failed out of medical school. <laughs> So I remember it was funny because I remember going down south and that's where they had Mr. Pibb. And I definitely thought I'm like, wow, they're really stupid down here. That <laughs> They have the exact same soda, but he's not a doctor here. In, they're like in the south. No one trusts doctors. So we're just going to call this guy Mr. <laughs> so, Dave, do you want to try to guess how many times Billy Joel has played Careless Talk Live? God, I was thinking about that. I didn't want to check. You know, I was like really curious. And I'm like, oh, Elon will let me know. Man, I'm going to even say during the Innocent Man, if there even was a tour of Innocent Man, I'm, I guess there was. Um, I'm going to say never. <laughs> Twice? You're right. Never. He's never played this song live. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why, you know, we, I don't remember seeing any recordings of it or bootlegs in the sense of, uh, I'm still using the old terms, but, you know, any YouTube careless talk to, that makes sense. So I guess I'm not crazy. He hates it too. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Or it just is actually really hard to sing. Maybe it is tough on the voice. It's a, it's a tough one, but it's strange. Maybe was there no tour for innocent man? Was he just too busy banging Christy Brinkley that he didn't have time to go out and tour? That's why I wouldn't tour. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think. I, you know, I guess it would be around 1984. And I just don't, I mean, I can totally remember a nylon curtain tour. And I remember what's the one after the bridge? Stormfront? No, that's after. Oh, the bridge. Yeah. So the bridge. And I remember those tours implicitly because, you know, they went to Russia and all that stuff and definitely a Stormfront tour because I was at those. But I don't remember an Innocent Man tour, so maybe that has something to do with him never playing it. It's pretty weird. And then I looked up, there's a website called Media Base where you can look up how many times songs are played on the radio. Just wanted to get a sense. Has this ever been, even in the last year, 
has anyone, any rogue DJ or call-in person said, hey, play that song, Careless Talk. It's been played zero times on the radio. I was going to say, yeah, it wasn't. A, I mean, listen, the fact that there were four or five songs released off this album, again, a testament to Billy Joel, but this wasn't one of them. Well, that's why it's a real, I think that's why the fan vote had it at 109 or, or whatever you said there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a and, very, it's a very unknown track. And Elon, I didn't write, and it's not a, for me, it's not a hidden gem. It won't be on my uh, playlist, but uh, it is another song in uh, D minor. Thank you. <laughs> but it's kind of a peppy D, D minor. Yes, I suppose so. But for me, it still brings up sad, for some reason, memories of, I don't know why, but so for me, it is the saddest of all keys. And uh, it makes me feel, it does not make me happy, this song. Well, Dave, it's time for the trivia portion of our show. Do you have a good stumper for me? Elon, as I was just saying that the song does not make me happy, what does make me happy about the song is that it reminds me of the song in Animal House. So my trivia question is this, and I don't know if you're a fan of Animal House, but if you're a male in comedy, you should be. So in the movie Animal House, while the Sam Cooke song is playing, Bluto is getting his lunch on the cafeteria lines, a very famous scene. And most guys, at least my age, would know the answer to this question. What is the color of the jello he eats entirely on the line? That's a good question. Well, you can it's like if you're a guy that worships Animal House has seen it multiple times, you know that color. It's in your head. Yeah, so I have seen the movie multiple times, and now I'm trying to just like picture it and like let it come to me. And I'm I really want to say green. It is green. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's there's green jello, and I believe there's also like a green flan or something as well. But you got it completely right. I'm very proud of you. I had another question, which was, or you know, what is the first item he eats at the beginning of the line when the girls are getting their trays and he's hitting on everybody? I think he shoved a donut in his mouth. It's a golf ball. You were close. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a munchkin. <laughs> it's a golf ball that fell in some used soup. Uh, <laughs> it's classic when he's hitting on the girls. So funny. Oh, that made me happy that you got it. Me too. What do you got for me? Okay, so this song is obviously a tribute to Sam Cooke. My trivia question is, who killed Sam Cooke? Oh, my. I, I didn't know he was murdered. He was murdered. You know, we were having such a good time. I, you're really taking it down a notch. Uh, this is just like Mr. Pibb all over again. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking this to D minor. Um, is it a logical answer? No, if you haven't heard it, then you'll, you'll never know. It's not a famous person. It's just an interesting Was story. it? Um, wait, I know. Was it? Oh, damn it. I had it. Who was the guy that? Uh, oh, was it Marvin Gaye? Was it his dad? <laughs> Did he murder a lot of people? This guy's on a rampage. <laughs> He just hates soul and R&B. I see. It could have been me then. Um, no, it was the it was the manager of the Hacienda Motel in Los Angeles. Really? Why? Do you know why? He was staying at this motel. He stormed into the manager's office looking for the woman that he was in his room with. Oh. He was totally naked except for wearing a boot, one boot, and a sports coat. And he was like, where is she? Where's the lady? And it freaked out the manager and she shot him. And then he said, lady, you shot me. And then he died. Wait, the lady shot. Wait, a lady manager. Back then they had lady. Oh, managers. good. That's what threw me off. I'm like, no, no, no. Back then they didn't have lady managers. I mean, I just, <laughs> wait. What? The who was the angry one? Well, Sam Cook was angry. He was looking for this oh, woman Sam who had, who had was... ran, run out of his room with all of his clothes. So he runs in naked to the hotel to the motel manager's office, 
asking crazily, where is she? Where is she? Grabbed the lady, supposedly, and then she oh, shot him. Okay. I, I didn't realize. Okay. So Sam Cooke was actually at fault and the lady was afraid for her life. Yeah. And they called it a justifiable homicide. So no charges were were pressed against her and she actually won a lawsuit against his estate. Oh, good for her. I, I thought it was somebody who came and got mistaken identity thing or something like that. But yeah, that sounds warranted. Yes, I thought it was another uh, like a, a love triangle, like what happened to me when that guy beat me up when he found me with his girlfriend. We got to hear that story. Yes, we'll save that for another day. But it's perfect. Careless talk. It's like tabloid stuff. We want to hear the juicy details. Well, it's, there's some juicy details. And the girl who had happened with I'm still friends with can get her on the uh, show and uh, she'll tell you the entire she'll verify all of it. It's classic. Sweet. We're gonna have a special careless talk, jealous talk. episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you'll want to hear it. So I wanted to give you a little uh, bonus about this uh, Sam Cooke situation, a little bonus trivia, which isn't a question, but it's really interesting. I know what it is. You're talking about the Hacienda Hotel where the Joker stays is called the Ha Hacienda Hotel. Is that it? <laughs> no? <laughs> okay. No. So Sam Cooke dies in this murder situation. After he dies, his wife marries his protege, another singer named Bobby Womack. Many years later, Sam Cooke's daughter marries Bobby Womack's brother, Cecil, mm. which means that her mother became her sister-in-law. Wow, yeah, that's always too much for me to process when that happens. I still always have a trouble with uh, a cousin once removed or whatever and stuff. I can't figure that. My head can't process that kind of stuff. She basically she married her step uncle. What is this Chinatown? It's going crazy stuff here? happening out there. <laughs> well, these musicians, they're nutty, huh? They sure are. And they live. Uh, they have nutty families and they live nutty lives. Must be sweet. That's why we like them. Absolutely. Well, now it's time for the Weird Alon parody of the day. Uh, this time, I'm going to need Dave's help. Dave, will you help me with some backing doo-wop vocals? I will, but I'm having trouble remembering how the song goes because I can only think of the Animal House one, so I'll try. <laughs> You're going to start the singing Animal Wonderful House. World? Yes, that's all that's in my head. Don't know much about history. <laughs> so I, I'm having trouble. Wait, how does Carlos talk go again now? <laughs> okay, so well, the, the parody of Carlos talk is going to be called Chicken Stock. And so what I'm going to need you to do is after um, after the, the verse, you're going to say chicken stock, okay. chicken, chicken stock like that. I don't know why I'm having trouble. What, you sure you don't want to call it chicken stalk? It doesn't exist in nature. All right. Well, you didn't seem to care about that flan thing. Whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> chicken stock. That's what you're serving to me. Chicken stock, chicken stock, simple broth. That's all I'm getting from you. Chicken stock. Chicken stock. There's no noodles at all. Not a single matzo ball. Why the heck did you call this chicken soup? Chicken stock. Quack, <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. Walk, walk. He's an idiot. This is a, a peanuts variation. What, <laughs> it what's became going a on? chicken. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> walk, 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 walk. Parents are probably idiots too. Oh my that's god! All I, that's all. No, I wanted to end on the chicken noises. Yeah, smart move. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a keeper forever. <laughs> you know that chicken sound is going at the end of the uh, podcast today. 
I hope so. Should I try? <laughs> should I try to do it better? No, it's perfect. Block, block, block. It is not the teacher from Charlie Brown. What is the matter with you? No, that would be walk, 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 walk. Yeah, that's exactly what you did. You can't hear it block, yourself. Block, 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 block. <laughs> I think it's like a Sesame Street chicken noise, like one of the ones that Gonzo was having sex with. I, that's when you were doing it. That's what I was, Camilla. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. It was the Sesame Street chicken, Gonzo's wife (laughs) (laughs) or girlfriend. No, I think it's his wife, right? Uh, No, I think they're living in sin. Oh, Camilla. And, you know, we love the Muppets here. We sure do. We've we've referenced uh, Muppets Take Manhattan multiple times. (laughs) Should have been an Oscar winner. Well, folks, that was Careless Talk. If you like our podcast, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a nice review. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a single song. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A to Z and give us some feedback. Do you want to hear Dave's love triangle story where he gets beaten up? Would you root for the Mets just to not hear doo-wop? And do you want to hear me squawk in more songs? Until next time, I'm Alon Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Block, block, block. Oh, careless talk. That's what they say about me.